0: Hello, everybody. This is Jay Courage here meeting with Dr. Augustus Henry, a gentleman who I'm very thrilled and happy to be able to meet and just have face to face. We're talking about the subject of equality and injustice. The reason why I decided to invite Dr. Henry is because he's expressed great interest, great passion, and I can see that his heart is with the, everybody who's suffering right now in this country and abroad from injustices and equality. And I just wanted to hear a little bit more from him. And I'm thankful, Doctor Henry, welcome to the show. I'm thankful that Thank you, you allow me this opportunity to meet with you. Okay. We do have just three questions to go over. How are you feeling? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for all. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is go ahead and just start with question number one. And question number one is as we consider the injustices that we face in our society and abroad how do you define equality? There's a lot of talk about equality, but please share, how do you define equality?
1: So uh, I can define that two ways. One, we can dis- define it biblically, and we can use also, um, we can use our civilization, sort of um, what, came, what, what America became, mm-hmm. um, to define it. First, the Bible says um, in the, the 83rd, I think it's the 83rd uh, Psalm, mm-hmm. verse 3, it says that um, we must do justice to those who are less fortunate. Do justice to the fatherless. Do justice to the, to the weak. Mm-hmm. So essentially, any justice is, is coming to the assistance or the aid of anybody Who is less privileged than yourself Mm. Um, but when we think about uh, in terms of a country uh, you know the american constitution has been um the example the example held up as the document of justice around the world many countries look to that document um to fashion um their societies and in that document after the the full um all of the, the the amendments were written when the when they declared independence, in that um, statement of declaration, um, Jefferson said, Thomas Jefferson said, "We hold these truths to be evident that all men are created equal, and are endowed—don't miss this—are endowed by their Creator with such with with certain." unalienable rights. That means rights that can't be taken away. Nobody arbitrarily can take these rights away. Mm-hmm. And in these rights includes life, liberty, has been freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time Jefferson was writing this, he had 600 slaves. Uh-huh. So um, the, the, what, what you have to conclude that is, if all men are created Equal, equal, and are endowed with the right um, to, to li- for liberty, why are you holding them slaves? I mean, you can, you answer, you can answer this question one or two ways, right? Mm-hmm. It's either you disregard your own principle or you don't see them as men. And the reason I brought that up in the question you're asking, Mm -hmm. it is because this is what perverts, uh, uh, this is what percolates in the society today. Mm -hmm. Um, That we are saying all men are equal, Mm -hmm. but we are not treating all men as equal. There used to be the doctrine of separate but equal in this country. Uh Um, You can't have separate but equal because the people in power, if they, the people in power, the people with the resources, the people um, who have the power of of economics, if they are separate, uh, uh, you cannot have the people who are less um, enabled. Um, You can't have them. You you can't be equal Uh because if you have all the money, I don't have, and you separate us there can't be no equality
0: that makes sense and
1: this is what's happening in our society today. Mm-hmm. so I, I I look at the definition of the Constitution as what um, the statement or the definition of justice as it relates to countries and I look at Psalm 82 verse 3 it's either some 83 verse 2 or some 82 verse 3 one of them mm-hmm. that says you uh, justice do justice to, the, to those who are less fortunate, those who are underprivileged, the fatherless, and the weak. Mm. These are the two, uh, these are the two uh, I, I think, doctrines of um, justice and equality for me. So you're saying that God's desire
0: is for us to exercise justice in, in, as we, in the way that we treat each other?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a thread that runs through the entire Old Testament, especially the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and it didn't stop with the New Testament. It's a thread that that run right through the government of the Bible.
0: Okay. So you say to do justice to others, and you refer to the Declaration of Independence. And I think it's a I think it's interesting that today is July Fourth, and mm. we're having this this discussion. And you to refer to those documents as well as those mm. men who played a part. And and it's coming coming into being. This leads me into question number two. You refer to the Bible. You refer to the Book of Psalms. You mentioned the Old Testament. Mm. And my question to you now is because I have I have heard some who take the same Bible that you're referring to Mm -hmm. and they use it to basically uphold a view and support a view that equality and justice is only supposed to be extended to a particular group of people versus all people. So now my question to you is, does the Christian faith support the idea of equality
1: for all people, (laughs) Uh, so uh, you, you you can't just, justice by its mere definition. Justice by its, their, by its definition can, cannot be to any particular group of people. It has to be to all people because justice is equality, egalitarian, right? That's what it is. So if you if you take it off one place, it's the same. It's just like what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said. He said ju- the threat of justice anywhere is the is uh, the threat of justice everywhere. You, you, can't, mm-hmm. you can't pick and choose where justice functions. It has to function everywhere equally. Uh, so once you take it out one place, you, you, uh, it, it doesn't function. Um, I don't know if that, that answers your question, but, but that's how I see it. Uh, as it relates to the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's in, in uh, Philippians chapter 4, I think it's verse 8, it's a, the Bible says that all of the virtues of the of the things that we should be doing as Christians. And one of them is justice. And he said, Paul ends it by saying, if it's any virtue, think on these things. Mm-hmm. So when he was talking about the, when he's talking about the, the fruits of the spirit, justice is part of that. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, you can't be a Christian and not exhibit justice, not advocate for it. Um, you know, one thing that I'd like to bring up, I mean, you may not ask that question, but I bring it up anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that, you know, I was listening to, just recently, I was listening to a conversation about the interaction Paul had with the Jews. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem that uh, generated all of Paul's writings was a question of uh, of racism. Hmm. I've noticed Or ethnic disparity, Mm -hmm. right? So this is what you had in the Christian um, dispensation the jews who came out of the of a culture where they thought that they were better than everybody else mm-hmm. right that's the kind of that's the that's a perception the jews came out of the old testament with, with the, out of the torah they believed that for some reason god chose them because there was something special about them it was not it was not about god it was about them mm-hmm. right and they came into the new testament they came when Jesus came to prove that was not the case because God was a God of all people. As a matter of fact, He said, "My uh, my house shall be a house of prayer for all people," right? Mm-hmm. And He said that in the Old Testament, but they didn't recognize what God was trying to say. Mm-hmm. They came into the New Testament um, with the same kind of um, special endowment that America thinks that they that we are today, mm-hmm. and so that when they they, they try to use their ethnicity or their cultural practice. To determine what righteousness should be mm-hmm. right so they wanted the the gentiles who were not jews to practice circumcision to practice the special holy jewish holidays to practice all of the things that the jewish people practice culturally and essentially they're saying that you're not a full human being if you practice your own stuff mm. you understand what i'm saying and, and, and that's what paul was saying all through the the new testament mm-hmm. he, he, the corinthians the galatians the books the uh, writings to timothy where he's talking against what the jews were advocating and even today certain religions mm-hmm. certain religions are advocating that if you are not under the jewish dispensation mm-hmm. you're not in, in fact a christian mm-hmm. when when jesus came to put all of these things at rest, god built israel as a nation And there are certain things that were relegated to the nationhood of Israel, Uh but they wanted to make that they wanted to make that part of God's kingdom. Right. And these things just couldn't that could Paul would not stand for that. Um, the whole idea, the whole idea of the Jews interrupting all of the, the churches that the that the apostles were building, mm-hmm. is because they wanted the influence. They, uh, they wanted the influence of their culture, mm-hmm. the influence of their race, on everything, hmm. which is what we see in today's society. And so, um, religion is not abstain. You you can't you can't remove religion from the current racist system that we have. Because once you start seeing everybody else, it's kind of like um, what happened to the Indians, right? Mm. They came here, and, and, and just because they wanted the Indians' land, they had to show them that their religion was inferior, right? Now, the, their religion may not have been the religion to introduce them to Christ, right? But that's not the same thing as saying that they are inferior people.
0: So, what you're saying is that. You use the Jews as an example back then and even even us today. The the infection of the superior superior complex Mm -hmm. has affected many groups of people during many different times in history. So whereas today in the twenty first century in America there's a lot of talk about white supremacy, that complex. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is that this isn't new. No. And it doesn't just
1: affect one group of people. let me, let, me, let me speak to that. <laughs> so, you know, this, we need a whole day to discuss that, right? Uh, I'll um, be inviting so, you back for a two. <laughs> so when we, start talking about, um, when we start talking about racism and injustice, this is not necessarily a white versus black condition. It's a human condition. Mm. I, I, I'll give you some really good examples. A
0: human condition.
1: Yeah, it's says. a human condition. I'll give you some really good examples. Caribbean people come here to this country or blacks from other places in the world come here to this country and right away they find a way to to define themselves as superior to the culture here ah interesting now the people who are in the culture here see Caribbean people and right away as soon as they see them well you come from a place without shoes and you come from a place without this without that and without that they find some way Mm. to see themselves as superior so we're battling against each other basically when I came here when I came here I think it's I mean we are, in, we are in a class, the, the society has classified us as an inferior race. And even though they're not saying overtly, and some of them are, right? And by us, you mean? I mean, the, the American society. No, and, and you I mean, say classified black us black people. Okay. Black people, right? Okay, so this, this is what happens. I don't know if it happened to you when you came to this country. And, and it's something that I, I really... And by um, the way,
0: since you're, since you're sharing with us that you that you were not born here. Please tell us also where you're from.
1: I am from the island of St. Lucia, the really beautiful island. I'm asking everybody to go and visit it. The beaches are wonderful <laughs> and beautiful.
0: Okay, and um, is it true that you're paying also for first round, for, for, uh, you know, round, round trip tickets for the, for the first 10 visitors or something?
1: <laughs> All right. We'll but talk we, offline, we, go we, ahead. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do that as soon as we raise the money. <laughs> um, but but this, is, this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I landed here and, and I went to work at a school. And the first white person that I had an intimate conversation with, mm-hmm. I mean, he's known me for one day. Mm-hmm. He's, he's known me. I'm a substitute teacher in a school. He, he's known me for one day. The total of maybe, uh, I, we were in the middle of the day, so we had not, not been through the entire day. He meets me about 11 o'clock. I've been there from 8 o'clock. He meets me there. And he, the first question he's going to ask me is why are you so different? I said, different to what? Different to these other black people. You you you're so gentle and kind and I said, I said to him, but what does, what does that mean? How, how, how do you de- determine that I am gentle and kind? You just knew me for a couple of hours, right? How how you, how you know that? You don't know what I, how I treat my wife at home. You, I mean, you, 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 you have no idea. True. And, and then you're contrasting with a set of people, and then you're just lumping a whole group of people together True. that you have never met. You met a few of them, and you don't live in the communities where they live. You don't know what's going on there. But how can you make that judgment? And I bring that up to say that a lot of us, when people butter our feet, when people massage our ego, we accept what they say. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't see through what they're saying. We don't, see, we don't see the injustice that is being, the message of injustice that being, that's being sent mm-hmm. to you. Uh, the Bible, not Bible, well, that's not the Bible. Um, literature talks about, it talks about mediating structures, right? The idea that uh, the things that you interact with, the things you come into contact with can modify your being, your thinking, your philosophy right so when, if, you're in the, if you're in a place where a lot of that is being said, you you become more and more like it if you don't stand up in protest to it and, and a lot of times what happens is when we hit a nice the, the good nice thing, even though it does not it, it, even though it, it, it does um, uh, lift our ego, yeah, make you feel good. Yeah, but it's denigrating other people, mm. and, and and a lot of times there's no reasoning behind it. It's just because and all of us like to accept things just because it sound good. We never do the huh. in depth analysis in depth analysis of why the person is saying what they're saying and what does it mean. What are their intentions? What are their motives? Exactly. Right. You so, know. so um, yeah, uh, injustice, is something, injustice is something that's complex, but um, it's real.
0: And uh, Dr. Doreenia, I appreciate you sharing with us your experience personally, as well as even giving us an idea of how Caribbeans typically think when they come over here, as well as how Americans think when Caribbeans come in. And mm-hmm. we see that's a big issue as well, you know, to talk about building a wall, keep... Keep mm-hmm. foreigners out, etc. Mm-hmm. And I see that you have a lot more to share. But for this episode, I would like to cap it off with just—I would like to, for us to end it with this one question, or should I say, this last question? And with everything you shared about equality and justice, in an effort to actually practice putting that into play, to actually—how do you know—to actually bring that to life in our individual experiences? What would you say? A good place for us to start. We have an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, let
0: me start by saying this. I give I you sixty seconds with a with a, with an offer of a part two
1: Okay. I uh, I had a conversation with somebody we know very well here. He is white. Uh, um, I know we know, we have a couple of people here who are white, but um, um, I will not I will not, I will not tell you which one. And. The question he asked me was, why I am continually asked to um, demonstrate justice, or I am continually asked to show that I am, I am uh, on the side of black people, um, Do I have to have black friends or so and so forth?" Uh, and my response was, "You can have 50 black friends. I have a white neighbor who who has invited me to their home and offered Christmas lunch and all kinds of, you know, polite gestures, right? And one time that white labor posted on Facebook uh, ab- about something that I'd, I think it was—it wasn't the Trayvon Martin thing, but it was—I think it was the uh, Freddie Gray situation. Um, and he's the the policemen were fired, so he said um, that the police. What, what about the policeman's family, right? They lost their jobs. He was concerned that the policemen had lost their job when the entire society was concerned with people who had lost their lives, right? And I my response was, how do you compare a person's job with another person's life? And I also had some uh, statements of evidence. I said, my son is a military person committed to this country, sacrificing, giving up his youth for this country, and he is stopped by police officers unjustly all the time. I, one time coming from Florida, I'm in dress, I'm two professors, myself and another professor driving. I was driving his Mercedes Benz. I was in a jacket. I was in a fully clothing suit he was fully clothed in, in a suit he is a lawyer and he, the police stopped me granted i was driving five miles a bit above the speed limit most most of the places they allow you to drive 10 miles above the speed limit on the highway he stops me okay granted he's right to stop me i'm i'm uh, i'm going above the speed limit and if we we um he asked me to get out of the car. I gave him that because he was on the side of the, 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 the traffic that was dangerous, so I went towards the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And I did everything I knew in my power to be non-threatening to him so that he had no excuse to say that I was a threat to him. I sat on the trunk of the car with my legs wide open before he asked me to do that, and I, my hands, I spread them as far uh, apart as I could. He comes up with the ticket and he says to me, sign this. Now he gives me the ticket, he gives me the, the clipboard head first, but I can't write upside down, right? So I'm t- I took the keyboard with both hands, again to be non-threatening, I didn't take it with one hand, so he, he knows what both, both of my hands are doing, right? And I was about to turn the, the clipboard so it would face me so I could write on it, and he pulled his gun. Hmm. Huh. You ask the question, what do we do to... What, how, do we, where do we, how do we start? How do we start? The first thing is, whether you are Christian or white or black, you have to notice where injustice is, where somebody is treated lower than you would have been treated. Right? It's Psalm 82 says it. The weak, the fatherless, anybody who is in a situation where they cannot help themselves, and you can afford that help, do it. The Bible says, let justice flow like a mighty stream, and righteousness like a a, a mighty water, right? Where there are things of justice supported. Uh Um, Every time the Jews find themselves in trouble, it was two things that they violated. Idolatry or injustice It was one of the two. The reason why they went down into Egypt and into slavery and, to, and, and they were colonized is because they were either in idolatry or they were being unjust to the people among them. Most of Jesus' object lessons to the Jews, to the, the Pharisees and the scribes, most of the, the, the object lessons was about injustice. <clears throat> The story of, of the Good Samaritan is a story of injustice. The story of um, mary magdalene where, where, where the, the people brought um, them, they brought her to jesus was, is a story of, of, of injustice. The thief on the cross is a story of justice, so um, we c- as Christians cannot hide behind our Bibles and singing our little songs in church and reading our little Bibles and not go out there and advocate for justice. By the way, the person I spoke to. Um, has has demonstrated that he is he's willing to work. He's willing to work in the in the cause of justice. Mm. However, some people still speak. They still sp- they, 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 people can do one thing on the other hand, and we have imperfect human beings, just like Jefferson was. Right, he advocated. He was the one who wrote. Um, and we hold these truths to be evidence. And, but while holding 600 slaves, don't even let me get into his family. Because if I get into his family, you're, going to, you're not going to want to talk about Jefferson at all again in, in your life. Right? But, but um, some people are willing to take the first step. And the guy I spoke to is willing to take the first step. He's still on the side of bigotry in some cases. But he is still supporting, he is still supporting, he is still asking questions as to what I can do better. And that's where we should be. How do I grow from here? What do I do from here? But we must not forget, it's not hard, it's not hard. We know of situations where people are unjustly treated and we can do something about it. By God, do something about it.
0: So to sum up what you just said in regards to the last question, start where we are help how we can, who we can, when we can. Praise
1: the Lord for that. And I would like to
0: add to that a special challenge for all of our listeners. And that is, next time you see somebody in need, try to imagine yourself in that person's position before you make your decision in regards to withholding the op- your, 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 your chance to help them. S- challenge yourself, and this is for all of us. Let's challenge ourselves to see ourselves in those around us who are in need. Dr. Henry, I want to say thank you again for joining and sharing with me today, mm-hmm. and this is Jay Courage with another interview, this time on the subject of injustice and equality, reminding everybody that it is our great call to treat others the same way we would like for ourselves and our loved ones to be treated.